Sawbones is a show about medical history, and nothing the hosts say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. It's for fun. Can't you just have fun for an hour and not try to diagnose your mystery boil? We think you've earned it. Just sit back, relax, and enjoy a moment of distraction from that weird growth. You're worth it. All right. Tommy is about some books. One, two, one, two, three, four. Welcome to Sawbones, a Merrill tour of misguided medicine. I am your co-host, Justin McElroy. And I'm Sydney McElroy. They're both very sniffly. Yes, that's true. I'm sorry about that in advance, everyone listening. It's it's allergy season here, and probably lots of other places too. Um, but that's what's <laughs> other happening. Other places that it is summer transitionally transitioning into fall. Sid, I just got back from uh, New York. I missed you. Oh, I missed you too, honey. Glad I hate when you leave. Me too. I'm glad to be back. I wish there was some way that I could, um, you know, travel less. But, you know, business, bit, lady business calls, as they say. Wait, lady business calls? Lady business. Well, no, not like, no, like lady justice, but lady business. Oh, okay. Not I thought like you were saying like lady business. Lady and business. I was going to say I'm offended on multiple levels by that statement. No, like, you know, business. The the lady that is business has the called. Years of industry. Okay. Summoned me. Well, you know, if if you wanted to travel less, like there there is one way. What's that? I mean, we could have been born conjoined twins. Okay. Yes, that. Then would, we'd never be apart. That would solve the travel issue. Um, it would create, I guess you could say, some other white complications. But wouldn't it be nice? We'd always be together. You'd always be right next to me. You could come with me to work. We'd be related. That would be fun. We'd be related. Well, that's true. Yeah, I mean that's what that's what you're. That's going to be your hitch every time. That would be right a bit there. of a problem. And depending on how we were connected, it could make kissing difficult. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to live that way uh, because we're married, um, and that would be odd if we were also conjoined twins. I don't think. I don't think that that's done simply. But right. um, I'll just handcuff us together later. Honestly, Sid, if I'm going to be honest, I don't know that much about conjoined twins. You know, Justin, I think that's true for a lot of people because we have had quite a few requests to talk about conjoined twins. Uh, from 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 who? Well, from listeners. Would you like me to name a few? Name them. <laughs> so thank you to Noah and Caitlin and Sarah and Nicholas and Jolene and Diane and Angel and Michelle. Thank you. Now All we're you doing guys, it. So back off. You. We're going to talk about conjoined twins. Okay, um, take me back to the beginning of conjoined twins. Help well, me understand from a base level. Pretend I'm a simple simple man with a limited understanding of well, science. That won't be hard. But dumb. <laughs> you, you, I've been waiting for that setup since, how long have we been doing this show? So, conjoined twins, Sid. We're ready when you are. So let's, the audience is starting to get a little bored. And they'd, they'd like you to just tear into it. Let's talk about twinning. The concept of twins. Okay. Do you know why there are twins? Like, why why are two people twins? How does that happen? 
have, uh, there are two different ways. Okay, go ahead. One is two, um, sorry for the adult language, but one way is two spermies get into the same egg. And two spermies get into the same egg? Two spermies get in the same egg. Okay, Mm -hmm. so that's one issue. The other is when two separate eggs simultaneously get um, impregnated by two separate spermies at the same time, the same exact millisecond. That's how you get fraternal twins. Okay. If and anyone. There's a third way where the egg, after being fertilized and thus making it a zygote, splits. Okay. I don't know where you came up with that first way. Mm, I think it was from Look Who's Talking. Oh, okay. That's not a thing. But you were right with the other two. Nice. So so you're right. So there are two two types of twins. There are fraternal twins and, and identical twins. And fraternal twins are, yes, like you said, when there are two different eggs and two different sperm, and they just all happen to, you know, form at the same time. So you get two babies. Yeah. So they grow in the uterus together, but they aren't necess- they aren't the exact same you know, genetic material. Right. Two different sperm, two different eggs. So that that's why fraternal twins don't look identical. Got it. And why you can have male-female fraternal twins. Okay, that'll make sense. Now, if you have one egg that is fertilized by one sperm, which, as you said, then divides, it can become identical twins. Okay. So if I had to guess, and I'm going out on a limb here, are conjoined twins when the egg doesn't separate, like, cleanly or all the way? It's it's exactly. It's when it doesn't it doesn't completely divide, and depending on how far into the process it doesn't completely divide. Um, so I mean, if it's if it divides right away, you get identical twins. If it starts to divide later, and then later and later, you get more a more degree of conjointedness. Conjoinery. Conjoinery. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. they get they're more closely conjoined. Right. The further in the process it doesn't divide. Right. I gotcha. So um and so then so you get conjoined twins. And of course there are different types of conjoined twins depending on how they are joined together. Okay. Um so for instance and we and we, we kind of classify them based on the location in their body where the where the connection is Mm -hmm. does that make sense whether it's their head or their upper body or their lower body so there's uh thoracopagus which are they're joined at the sternum and they tend to they tend to share a heart so they're joined at the top part of their body and that's about like 40 percent of conjoined twins there's omphalopagus and they're joined at the like the waist and can be all the way up to the chest but it's usually like the center Mm-hmm. like their stomach area and they can share a part of their GI tract, part of their GU tract, usually not though the heart. Uh, sometimes usually not. And that's about 33%. There's pyopagus that are joined either like down at the a waist at the sacrum or even can be like back to back, like butt to butt. Oh, okay. Can be joined that way. Uh, there's some twins joined that way. And then the, the rarest are craniopagus, which are joined at the head. And you, you may have seen twins like that before. Yeah, I think, but only like in, in crude crude illustrations that sort of thing right and the, and that that we have seen some twins like that, that they're joined and they may or may not share some part of their brain they may have mm-hmm. two separate brains or they may share brain tissue they may only have one uh it just depends and there are lots of other variations on these these are kind of the major types of conjoined twins mm-hmm. and of course depending on how you're joined um that's gonna that's gonna be a big part of one if you can be separated and two how much it's going to impact your quality of life and your health um conjoined twins are rare they occur about once every two hundred thousand live births Mm -hmm. 
And the survival rate of conjoined twins, like to birth, is really only about 5 to 25 percent. It's just, it's fairly low just because it, it creates a lot of problems sure, in utero. Sure. Um, female conjoined twins seem to fare better for whatever reason, hmm. because you are three times as likely to be born alive if you're female conjoined, conjoined twins as opposed to male. So there are a lot more female conjoined twins. 70% are wow. female. That's wild. And well, we have no idea why. No, I don't know why. But but for whatever reason, most most uh, conjoined twins are female. And um, we have evidence that, and this makes sense, like why would this be a new thing, right? Why would why would people have all of a sudden started having identical twins or having conjoined twins? Well, I know that we've ha- we've seen some changes in the twin statistics thanks to fertilization drugs and, and things like that. That's true. And I guess it's fair to say that as the rate of... Um, identical twins rises you would expect the rate of conjoined twins to rise but it's something that happens randomly anyway so we've had conjoined twins certainly for as long as we've been having twins can i ask a question babies at all that you'll probably have to just like hypothesize about why do we not have a better number than five to 25 percent survive that's like a well, big that's like a fairly big range with a, something that's pretty easy to quantify i mean it's fairly binary I think we're just talking about, um, I mean, one, we're talking about the rate of survival to birth. Does that mean, so, so we're, we're factoring it. This is really a rate of, of miscarriage. Oh, okay. Miscarriage. So that's harder. So it's harder to quantify okay. and not, it's not always because reported. Because we don't always have the insight into. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So that number's a little harder. By the way, one, one other quick question. You talk about where they're joined depends on where it was in the fertilization process like are we talking like minutes days weeks like yeah like days and days like okay. hours and days in okay hours to days yeah the very very beginning of the fertilization process like egg and sperm meet and then the instant divisions that take place really dictate if this is going to happen or not okay um and most of the time it doesn't but then every once in a while it does uh we have found um statues and sculptures that depict conjoined twins what we think are you know a depiction of of twins that were born born conjoined um for from three thousand years ago so obviously you know why, why would it have not been happening um in the 16th century a, a famous french surgeon whom we've spoken of before um ambroise perret that sounds Ambrose familiar Perret, uh he wrote a lot about conjoined twins he actually was the reason we have all these different names and categories for, for conjoined twins based on how they are joined. Um, and he thought a lot about it to try to figure out, like, why does this happen? Why are there people who are conjoined? But the theories were pretty typical, I would say, for 16th century reasoning. Maybe it's because the parents made God angry. Maybe it's just God's way of showing, like, how powerful he is. Or maybe it has nothing to do with God. Maybe it's the devil. Or maybe it has nothing to do with God or the devil. Maybe it's mom's fault because she saw something that was shocking when she was pregnant. And as a result, this is what happened with her pregnancy. Yeah. Um, He had some physiological thoughts, like maybe it has to do with a womb that's too small, you know, so they don't have room to separate. Maybe your clothes are too tight. Or maybe you sat wrong while you were pregnant. Yeah, probably not that one. That's a terrifying thing, by the way. If that's your theory and you're telling pregnant women that, having been a pregnant woman, and I mean, I, I, I'm fairly knowledgeable about pregnancy from a very, you know, scientific perspective because of my because of my chosen trade. 
If someone had looked at me and said, by the way, you might sit wrong while you're pregnant and cause problems for your baby. How terrifying. It's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. You may just sit wrong. It's yeah, it's brutal. I would never sit. Just don't sit. I would stand all the time. Just stand or sleep. Just don't sit. Now, of course, none of these reasons are why. That's fine. (laughs) Crouching, squatting. But no sitting. No sitting. Because you might sit wrong. I don't even know what he, I don't even, he didn't write, like, how how do you sit wrong? If it was that possible, he should have, like, detailed that a little bit better. Yeah, in what way is the, how do you sit right? Now I'm questioning everything. Because I I will tell you that I'm on my, I'm on my feet a lot, so I typically feel that any sitting is right. You're right, yeah. (laughs) If I'm sitting, it feels so right. Mm -hmm. But, um, obviously none of these none of sure, these things are not, right i mean none of it's real so um now in general if you were born as a pair of co- as one of a pair of conjoined twins hundreds of years ago it it probably wasn't a good thing for you um it was usually seen as as the result of either mom did something bad or it was some sort of evil omen um and so uh, unfortunately we don't have a lot of stories about what happened to conjoined twins, you know, because they were kind of abandoned. Mm -hmm. Um, As time went on, we start to hear some more interesting stories about the lives of different, different uh, pairs of conjoined twins because they did survive and, uh, and their lives were always notable because such a unique experience. It was a unique experience. And so a lot of people talked about it and wrote about it and and shared that. So um, the first that we, that we have some sparse records of are a pair of twins from the 10th century. We actually don't know even know their names. Uh, we know that they were born in Armenia. Um, they traveled to Constantinople and they were like friends with the royal court there, which I think is why we have such a great record that there were there was this pair of conjoined twins that existed at the time. Um, the, the reason that this is mentioned is that one of the twins died. And so they tried to do surgery to separate them at that point. Mm. No one would have attempted that before because... Well, sure, right, you, obviously. You, right, surgery at the, any surgery at the time was a death sentence, right? We didn't have anesthesia. We didn't know how to control blood loss. We didn't have antibiotics. We didn't know anything. So any century was, was a bad news. If you didn't have to do it, you wouldn't do it. But when one twin died, they had to. And so they, uh, they attempted to separate them. And the other twin actually survived three days, Ugh, which for the... Still, that, that's br- that's a terrible three days, like... It is, but for the 10th century, that's quite an accomplishment that the surgeon was able to do that. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. Okay. The oldest known conjoined twins that we actually have names for and know a little bit more about their story um, were from 1100 in Bindon, County of Kent, England. Um, they were they were named Mary and Eliza Chulkhurst, and uh, they were Pyopagus twins, so they were probably joined down lower at the um at their sacrum maybe even like kind of like i described butt to butt, like the lower part of their like in their um pelvis where your tail used to be yes okay well sort of your that's your coccyx got it but you're think about your pelvis at some part of their pelvis got it. that i'm into it um so from from descriptions and depictions, that's probably where they were joined. There were some other drawings that you can find of them where it looks like they're also joined at the shoulder as well as down at the hip. That's highly unlikely. Um, mm-hmm. That just usually isn't the way it works. So that was probably just a kind of a fanciful, fanciful. drawing. That's weird that you needed to look, make make a pair of conjoined twins look like more unique, like more... Like, re- exactly. like it was like, oh, this is boring. Everybody's seen this. Like, what are you talking about? It's like, 
it's already so rare. You don't need to like spice it up with your artistic license, dude. No, it's it's an interesting enough story alone. Yeah, that's that's wild. Um, they they live their lives connected because it was thought at the time that surgery um, was impossible. Um, and they, I think that they um, actually grew to to be okay with that. Um, to enjoy each other's company because when eventually one twin did pass away um, as she got older the other twin was offered surgery to attempt to save her life because they knew it would be fatal for her and she refused and said we came into this world together and and that's how we will leave and oh that's beautiful um what's beautiful about this story because i know that's sad but they were very wealthy uh and they donated their money as well as 20 acres of land to the local church um and to this day, to commemorate them, every Easter Sunday, the church hands out free cakes and, and biscuits and things with the images of the what are now known as the Biddenden Maids to, to the locals. Well, that's, so that's are, nice. Their gifts and contributions and charity is, you know, is commemorated to this very day. So it's kind of a nice, nice end to that story. That is nice. Mm-hmm. Oh. But there is an even more famous set of conjoined twins that I want to tell you about. Tell me, said I'm ready. But I'm bef- braced. But before I do that... Oh, I should have seen this coming. Why don't we head to the billing department? Let's go. The medicines, the medicines that escalate macabre for the mouth. Sydney, you know how you're always saying that you'd like to build a Justin McRoy fan site full of all your favorite quotes, clips, videos, and hunky pictures of beloved podcaster Justin McRoy? I don't remember. Well, there's that- no need to wait any longer, Sydney, because Squarespace is going to make it easier than you could possibly believe to make a website uh, all about your favorite hunky podcasting superstar. I don't think I was going Squarespace, to— Squarespace, what is it? It's a tool—think of it as— the palette, the palette of a web design artist. But you don't have to be a web design artist. You could just take stuff off the palette that is created by real people that know what they're really doing and put it from the palette onto the easel. The metaphor is broken down. Basically, you're going to be able to create great-looking websites that have fantastic customer support and help you unlock your creativity and do whatever you want to with your small business or podcaster obsession. You can sell products. You can uh, post your videos. You can share your stories about how Justin has shaped your life and is also a fantastic father. Folks, you got to stop waiting to make your Justin McElroy fan site. Go to squarespace.com slash sawbones for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch your Justin McElroy fan site, use offer code sawbones to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. We have just started rehearsing for the summer theater. That's right. Summer starts in March around these parts, and that means we don't have much time at all in the evenings to make dinner. But we will not be just consuming Wendy's, uh, although there will be some Wendy's consumed. But we are going to have a little extra help with Factor, which delivers ready-to-eat delicious meals right to your door. And not like junky stuff you get out of the freezer aisle, whatever. This is real high-quality, chef-crafted stuff that in two minutes you're ready to eat it. I'm talking about some Southwestern-style turkey and mac. I think this week I'm going to be enjoying a shredded chicken taco bowl is 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 part of my plan. Um, but they got, like, fancy stuff. Listen to this. What are you going to get this? Truffle butter filet mignon. I mean, seriously? From, from, from a, a box? 
pre-prepared. All I got at two minutes. I'm eating filet mignon. That sounds delicious. Yeah, it sounds delicious. And you can give these a try. And it's not just these meals. We're talking pancakes, smoothies. They got some great wellness shots that are surprisingly delicious. And the meals you just eat and eat. There's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup. Get as much as you need by choosing your meals every week. You're going to get exactly what you want. No surprises here. Uh, and the meals, I can say, are delicious. So what do you got to lose? Head on over to factormeals.com slash sawbones50 and use code sawbones50 to get 50% off. That's code sawbones50 at factormeals.com slash sawbones50 to get 50% off. Hi, I'm Allegra Ringo, a dog owner. And I am Renee Colvert, a dog wanter. And together, we're the hosts of Can I Pet Your Dog, a podcast for unapologetic dog lovers. So let's talk about this. What are you getting yourself into? What is this podcast about? Well, we have dog news, dog experts, and interviews with special guests about their dogs. We also talk about dogs that we met this week. Join us every Tuesday on MaximumFun.org for new episodes of Can I Pet Your Dog? Okay, Sid, tell me about the, the, the really super-duper famous conjoined twins. Well, the most famous conjoined twins, if you've, if you've heard of conjoined twins, are probably Chang and Ng Bunker, who I asked you if you'd heard of, and you said no. Nope. How is that possible? I live a sheltered life. I don't know. I read mostly the internet. I don't know. Well, these guys are all over the internet. They, uh, they were originally really? from... Really? They got, like, Twitter handles and everything? They got a MySpace? I mean... If you if you can Google, I follow their Spotify playlist? You Google them, you will find lots of. They got a Tumblr. I got three Tumblrs. Tell me they're all over the internet. I'm the internet. I I would argue that they are they are maybe more famous than Justin McElroy. Okay, possibly in their day. Now, how many followers do they have on Twitter? None. All right, tell me about Chang and Ng Bunker. So they were originally from Siam, and this is actually where we get the term that we no longer use: Siamese twins. Right from Chang and Ng Bunker. Because they were from Siam. And they, when they eventually, as I will tell you about, started touring um, with different groups to kind of showcase themselves to make money, uh, they were billed as the Siamese twins because it sounded exotic. That was pretty much it. And Siamese is the, uh, say, using the phrase Siamese twins, is that considered like, is that offensive or is it just like inaccurate and therefore. I, I would say it's offensive in that it's inaccurate and it's inappropriate. It's not, I mean, first of all, we don't call there is no Siam. Right. And that would be number one. And um so I don't know, even if you were conjoined twins from what was formerly known as Siam, you wouldn't be Siamese twins. Right. It's Thailand now. Sure. Um and, and secondly, if you if you aren't from formerly Siam, like why would you call you know? Yeah. Oh, fair. Okay. Why would I start calling you French Justin? If you would do that, I would be thrilled. Really? Okay, so it's oh. not. It wouldn't. That wouldn't necessarily be like inappropriate or offensive, but it's it would be right. like inaccurate. Got it. So don't use that. Say conjoined. Yeah, sounds smart. They were born in 1811, and initially they worked at home to support their family, and they actually started a business and were fairly successful. Um, but in 1829, a Captain Coffin who ha- who was visiting saw them and convinced them that they should move with him to the U.S and that he could be their manager, and that they could make a lot more money and support their family in a lot, you know, better fashion if he would, you know, if if they would allow him to kind of tour them around and show them off. A lure of fame. I'll get you. 
they began, uh, they agreed and began touring the U.S. initially as the Siamese Double Boys and then later as Siamese Twins. Um, they toured Double some- Boys is better. You like Siamese Double Boys better? Siamese Double Boys is a sweet name. <laughs> Siamese Twins is fine, but it's no Siamese Double Boys. <laughs> do, do you do you sounds like your... like a really 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 righteous like asian rap outfit you know what i mean that is like really underground the double boys the siamese double boys where are we from siam's not a place <laughs> why don't you wipe that smile off your face because we're coming at you with guns galore we're attached at the hip do you want to see more that was great thanks I just, uh, this is going to surprise you. I just freestyled that. Maybe maybe you and your brothers could start being like the McElroy Triple Boys. Triple Boys. The only outfit that's harder than the Double Boys. The West Virginia Triple Boys. That's a pretty good name. Okay. There you go. Okay. Done. Yeah, I, I get credit. TM. I'm getting the URL right now. Um, they toured some in the UK as well, but they actually weren't allowed in France. They tried to do some tours in France, but they weren't allowed because there was a fear that if, as we kind of alluded to earlier, if any pregnant women saw them, then they would also give birth to conjoined twins. What so year is this? 18... <laughs> that's stupid for 18- 1830s. That's stupid for a lot of times. That's super stupid for 1830. <laughs> like, 1830? Wasn't Jules Verne already, like, up in this piece? <laughs> We've talked about this before, though, that it's as late as, like, the early 1900s, it was thought that if you read something scary or saw something upsetting while you were pregnant, then it would it would somehow scar your child. But the idea that, like, okay, scar your child is one thing, but, like, the idea that seeing conjoined twins is going to commit mind crime on you seems, like, a little far-fetched. Well, Wasn't, sure. like, Sherlock alive back then in 1830s? Sherlock was alive, walking around solving cases. Sherlock? You know, Sherlock Holmes. Like, well, I mean, I know who you mean, but, like, he's not... Do you think Sherlock Holmes is a real person? What's next? So they weren't allowed in France, um, but they did tour extensively in the U.S. and the U.K. And as they moved around, they saw many different doctors throughout their lives um, to be examined and evaluated. For one, because a lot of doctors wanted to for their own kind of medical curiosity, um, but two, to see if they could be separated. Um, But no doctor ever thought it was possible. They thought it was way too risky. It had nothing to do with Captain Coffin standing in the doorway with like a wad of, well, twos, I guess. I don't know. That was big money back then. Like, Handfuls no, of no, no. coins, it's doubloons, permanent. maybe doubloons, maybe doubloons in eighteen thirty. What's interesting about this is that they were actually only conjoined by a very narrow band of tissue at their waist. Uh, they shared a little bit of liver tissue, and that was pretty much it. So by today's standards, they'd be pretty easy to separate. Huh? It, more than likely. I mean, I don't know. I don't I'm have all the imaging that, like, to tell you for sure, but it would probably have been a successful surgery. Surprising nobody like took a run at it. I mean, I guess it's like your life, so maybe you're you want to make sure the person's like one hundred percent. Oh yeah, I can defo defo do that. Like no problem. Well, exactly. And since they were connected uh, by so little tissue, they were able to you know both do all the things. They weren't. It wasn't an, uh, uncomfortable. You know, some of the ways that conjoined twins are, are conjoined. It prevents them from sitting in certain ways or moving certain ways or doing certain things. Yeah, they weren't prevented from a lot of things. That's kind of like a, that's kind of like an in for a penny, in for a pound situation, Sid. I mean, like, you could be pretty, I mean, like, f- the distance between being very barely conjoined twins and, like, <laughs> not conjoined twins is, like, great distance. It's like, infinite sure. distance actually technically speaking but it didn't it really as far as quality of life now i mean we don't know i don't know i've never i didn't interview him i can't tell you for sure but i will say that after 
they stopped touring. They settled in North Carolina. They got their citizenship. They started farming. So they had a successful farm. They married two sisters, Adelaide and Sarianne Yates. And between the two of them, they fathered 21 children. Nice. Whoa. So they did okay. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I'm not saying it like, I'm not saying their lives were worse. I'm just ca- taking umbrage with the fact like that you can't be like mildly conjoined. Like you're just, you're just like conjoined or not, I think. Uh, I, I guess. You know, the the sister's dad, Adelaide and Sarah Ann Yates, uh, actually objected to the marriage. Didn't want his daughters marrying them. Mm. Which you'd assume was because they were conjoined twins. Yeah. And it actually wasn't true. You got to remember the time period. It was just because they were from then Siam. I just he was cool with the conjoined twins thing. Figure it's because they're entertainers. You know those Hollywood types. <laughs> the actors. Uh, they would. They did go back into show business later. They worked with Barnum, famously. Sure. They toured Europe that way. Um, still not allowed in France, I think. Um, but then their health began to decline. And uh, Chang died first in 1874. And Ng followed shortly thereafter. Um there have been a lot of other famous conjoined twins since, and a lot of a lot of them are either coerced or voluntarily enter into the show business world uh, to make their fortune. Uh, there were Helen and Judith. They were Hungarian sisters who were joined back to back at the sacrum. Um, they were born in 1701, and they were actually their parents made sure they were very well educated. They spoke many language. They were trained in singing and dancing, and by all accounts, enjoyed it. That's how they made their living and they enjoyed it. Who knows? But that's how they said they enjoyed it. And um, eventually they gave that up. They entered a convent. Uh, but Alexander Pope wrote a, wrote a poem about them, hmm. which is kind of cool. And you're going to recite it for me now? Nope. Okay. But later. Got it. I'll look forward to yeah, it. Yeah, hold your breath. Uh, Millie and Christine McCoy were another pair of conjoined twins who were born... Uh, in North Carolina in 1851. This is a theme. We visit North Carolina a few times in this episode. I don't know why conjoined twins in North Carolina are, have a connection, water. but there you go. Um, they were born actually uh, as slaves um, in 1851. Uh, and as a result of that, they were sold to various jerks who were trying to make money off of them. Of course. As well as stolen a couple times by by jerks. Um from other jerks. There's just a lot of jerks in this story. Uh, but it doesn't end sad because they ended up back with their family after slavery ended in Excellent. this country, um, which was good. And they, they did continue to perform uh, singing and dancing supposedly by choice. Oh, okay. Well, that's yeah. nice. They were billed. You can see references to that sometimes in like old timey shows from the, they were called the two-headed nightingale. Hmm. Um, they were actually again joined uh, they were Piopagus, so they were joined at like the sacrum again. Um, there were the the Tochi brothers, uh, Giacomo and Giovanni, who were born in Italy in 1877, and they actually shared everything from the waist down. Was just one person, hmm. or was just one body. They were conjoined completely from the waist down. Um, they were given to the Royal Academy of Medicine in Turin by their parents hmm. when they were a month old. Wow. They were, which is, I mean, that's unheard of. No, but they were given to them. Um, they were actually each able, each twin was able to control their respective arm really well. And they both had a lot of artistic talent, which oh. I think is kind of cool. Must require a lot of cooperation. It, yeah, concert, absolutely. Yeah. And it's not, it's not common. My understanding is that it's not common that each twin necessarily has that much control over the limb that, you know, that is on their side. Sure. Huh. 
Um, they also ended up marrying sisters and uh, kind of retired from public life and lived 43 years oh. uh, near Venice in seclusion, which sounds kind of nice. Yeah. Venice is nice. Yeah. Um, there are a pair of sisters you may have heard of, the Hilton sisters. They're pretty famous. Paris and whatever her name, Rebecca. Yeah. These are better. Okay. Uh, Violet and Daisy. Um, they were, again, Piopegas twins, born in Brighton, England in 1908. Uh, their mother, they actually were, were, they were sold to a midwife right after birth. Again, not because they were conjoined, but because the mother was unwed. And so they didn't want that scandal to get hmm. out that this unwed mother had these children. Um, the midwife was a tyrant. And she forced them to learn how to sing and dance and perform. Um, eventually, they had to battle for their freedom in court, and they escaped her. Yay! Um, however, they did continue to perform at that point again by choice. So you get a taste of the spotlight. <laughs> they starred in a couple of different movies. Oh. There, there was one that was unfortunately named Freaks. But there was another one that was named Chained for Life, which was a story that was supposed to be true life, but it wasn't. But it was supposed to be about uh, conjoined twins where one commits a murder. Mm-hmm. So the courts are trying to decide what to do. Whoa. Do you send them to jail and, com- you know, make the other twin kinda, go to jail? Oh, that's kind of interesting. That's yeah. Pretty good. So yeah. that movie's out there. Chained for life, if you're ever interested. Oh. Um, they even performed as part of Bob Hope's act, tap dancing. Uh, they both got married and divorced. One of their marriages only lasted 10 days. Um, and after a while, their career kind of wound down. And they ended up first running an unsuccessful hamburger stand in Florida and then working as grocery store clerks in North Carolina. Again in North Carolina. That's great. What is it about North Carolina? The open I arms. Know. I don't know. That's wild. Um, a, a couple other uh, conjoined twins that I think are, are interesting to hear about because it was the first time that like a, a surgery successfully you know, was able to separate conjoined twins. Radhika and Dudika Neek, who were from India in 1888, um, they had to be separated because uh, Dudica had gotten TB and was and was very ill. Oh, okay. And it was the only way to save Radhika's life. And so um, they separated them and Radhika actually was able to live a year after that hmm. um, because it was a very it was a very narrow band of tissue. So it was a successful successful surgery, which is the first time that we know that that happened to that degree of success, I should say. Right. Um, it's uh, it's in general, if you look into all these different twins' lives, many of them sought to marry and were refused because throughout the uh, throughout olden times when we didn't know much, it was always an argument over whether or not one, were they two people or one person, which they're two people, clearly, but the courts would argue about this. And two, was it morally indecent for them to get married? Well, that's kind of crummy. Well, because of uh, the sex thing. Sh- oh, yeah. Okay. Well, that makes so. sense. I think all I mean, of them it would. Make sense. It's still kind of whack, but it is. It's completely whack, and I mean, I think we would all argue no. Um, but but it was it, it led to a lot of interesting moral and ethical debates, um, especially if if two twins were separated. Um, sometimes, if they only had one, if they had shared genitalia, sometimes they would kind of give the genitalia to one of the twins and not the other. Mm. Which, if they were both genotypically males one would become phenotypically a male and one would become phenotypically a female Hmm. which created other issues for them later down the road as to what they identified as and Hmm. you know that kind of thing so there were all kinds of different issues 
surrounding it. Um, In general, separating conjoined twins is a risky surgery. It's better now because we have all kinds of uh, imaging that can help us. We can do MRIs and angiography to figure out exactly what nerves and blood vessels and what parts of what organ are connected so that we know before we go in and try to separate, you know, conjoined twins, what we're going to cut through. Um, at this point, it's it's much better. Um, since 1950, we have a success rate of about 75% for at least one twin surviving. But it's still incredibly risky. Um, and especially twins that are that are joined, you know, to a great extent that sure. share a lot of the same internal organs or that share brain tissue. It, it can be a very, very risky surgery to this day. And so there are many twins who opt just not to do it. Mm, wild. Uh, we are part of the Maximum Fun podcast network they got a ton of great shows on there for you to go and uh listen to and enjoy uh why not check out bullseye it's a pop culture show hosted by jesse thorne the father of maximum fun the pod father if you will uh and they got a, a ton of great guests and i'm sure that uh there's going to be one on there that you would be very interested to hear, hear from uh they had one of the gentlemen on from uh from uh key and peel uh, that was, a, that's it, was great. A, I, it suddenly escapes me which of the gentlemen it was but it was one that was a really good interview and uh you can find that at maximumfun.org as you can find all our shows um hey next week we are going to be in the pacific northwest we're going to be in portland seattle and vancouver portland tickets are sold out but there's still tickets available if you want to see us in seattle it's mbmbam uh Sorry, we are performing with My Brother, My Brother, and Me, which is a fight show I do with my brothers. Uh, but you can find the tickets at bit.ly forward slash MBMBAM Seattle and bit.ly forward slash Van MBMBAM. Thank you to the taxpayers for letting us use their song Medicines as the intro and outro of our program. And I believe that's going to do it for us, Ed. That'll do it. That'll do it. And uh, until next Wednesday, I'm Justin McElroy. I'm Sydney McElroy. And as always, don't drill a hole in your head. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.